Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Dan Erica, and welcome to another episode of In Due Time. So today's episode, I am going to talk about, do you know your why? Recently, I was thinking about this question because, well, it dawned on me and just listening to a number of activities and events that have been happening in the news and things that have been going on in my own life, that question has come up more than once and in different ways. And it's been about, do we know why? Like, do I really know why I'm doing this particular thing? Or do I really understand why I'm making the decisions that I'm making? And so it brought me to really think about how many of us ask that question and how many of us actually have answers to that to the, that question. And, and in fact, do we really even, are we really even honest? when we ask ourselves that question and the answers that we're giving. So, I remembered the movie Collateral Beauty. And this movie with Will Smith actually starts out where he's asking that very question or he's making that statement. Know your why. Why do you do the things that you do? Now, in the movie Collateral Beauty, he points to three things as the the why that drives us all in life. Love, death, and time. And he says that we all want to be loved, we all fear death, and we all wish we had more time. And that these are really the three, I don't know if you want to call them elements, emotions, things that drive us all in life. I don't know if I really agree with that so much. I mean, I, I personally don't fear death. I look forward to that next step because just like I don't remember where I came from before I got here, I really have no reason. I really do not have any fear of death. The things that I feared um, around the issue of death was not so much death itself, but when my kids were younger, my fear was that I would die before they became adults and could take care of themselves. Well, my kids are now fully grown adults. And yeah, there's always support that, you know, you feel as a parent or I feel as a parent that I can give. But I am, I'm quite comfortable now knowing that when I transition to the other world, to that other side, that they'll be able to take care of themselves and they'll be just fine. So fear of death itself, no. Fear of what would happen to my kids in the event of my death before they became adults? Yeah. So I don't have a fear of death. Um, time? Do I wish I had more time? Um, I wish I'd had more time with my sister before she disappeared. She disappeared December 15th of 1973 from the face of the earth and has never, ever, ever been seen again. No, it's not a movie. It's actually real life. So yes, I wish I'd had more time to spend with her. I wish that she was around more, that, that, I, that she had been around for a longer period of time for me to spend time with her. Um, are there things that I'm doing where I wish that I had more time? Sure. But I think more importantly, what I've learned over the years or what I have really come to I'm going to say appreciate more and have a greater understanding of is that I, I really am now more cognizant, kind of more protective 
of how I spend my time. More of it? Eh. How I spend it? Absolutely. It's kind of like, do I want more money or, 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 or do I need to just spend what I have in a different kind of way? You know, it's kind of like that type of a question. So do I wish I had more time? Mm, certain things. Am I more, I think my focus is more on how do I spend the time that I have instead of wishing that I had more because the time that I'm spending wishing that I have more, I could be doing something other than wishing with that time because honestly, it's not going to come back. I'm not going to get a repeat like, hey, replay the last five minutes or 10 seconds. You don't get it back. So no, I don't wish I had more time. I wish that I was a better student at learning the lessons that I have in life. I wish I'd been a better student at learning them faster. I wish I didn't repeat some of the lessons that I've had to repeat or um, experiences that I've had to experience again because I didn't learn it the first time. Um, but do I wish that I had more time? No, I, I value the time that I have here. And I truly believe it's actually a, a favorite phrase of my husband, brilliant man who has a lot of wonderful phrases. And one is we're exactly where we're supposed to be. And, and we apply that to pretty much everything. We're stuck in traffic. We are delayed getting to a particular event. We don't where we decide not to go to a place that we had planned to go to. And, you know, he always brings me back to that, to that moment, that reality. And he goes, look, honey, it's okay. We are exactly where we're supposed to be. So if it's that we're sitting in traffic, if it's that, you know, we, I got to the train late, um, cause I travel a lot on, on trains. It's, it's okay. There's another Amtrak train to be caught. It'll be fine. We're exactly where we're supposed to be. So that is valuing that moment, that time, within that time, right? Looking at what's happening at that moment in time and saying, you know what, regardless of how this may look, I'm perfectly okay with the time, how this time, this right now is being spent. When it comes to the issue of love, relationships, this podcast ain't about that because for real, for real, that takes up a couple of podcasts, right? Um, when it comes to that whole issue of love, I will share here what I've said to my kids. Um, so my husband and I were both previously married. And so we have a blended family because we have, we both have children from our previous marriage and we are blessed in that our children really have a good relationship with each other. So one of the things that I've said to my kids is that, listen, you may not like the way that Mike's husband is or was, but at some point, what you need to understand is that while he may not love you the way that you want him to love you, he is not being the dad or was not the dad that you wanted him to be. He loved you with all he had. Like this was just how he loved. This is, this is who he is, what he is and how he loves. And just because it doesn't look the way that you want it to, doesn't mean that he's not doing it with his all. When it comes to that whole issue of love, that's kind of pretty much in a nutshell, in a simplistic way, when it comes to certain types of love, because 
yes, there are different types and different degrees of love. So when it comes to that issue, I, I remind myself about that because there are those who are in, let's say they may be in an abusive relationship and they may keep hearing, oh, you know, I'm doing this because I love you. No, hell no. You're doing this because you got some deeper issues that you haven't addressed as to the why. You haven't addressed it. I didn't bleed on you. And yet I'm not the one who cut you rather. And yet you keep bleeding all over me. I came into this loving you, giving you my all, and you're beating the crap out of me and being abusive to me and putting me down and not supporting me, and you're telling me it's because you love me. No, it's actually a why that you have not faced and you have not dealt with. And so when it comes to that know your why, that's where I look at or I ask the question, how many of us truly know why? Do we know why we do the things we do? Do we know why we say the things we say? Like really and truly, how much of what we do is because that's what we were taught to do or because we saw somebody else do it and we thought, hey, that's a really cool thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we don't have some deep moments, right? I'm not saying that they're just some ways of being and some some behaviors that we have adapted simply because we really looked at it, we analyzed it, and we said, hey, that's what I want to do. Like being kind, for example, is one for me. I love being kind. I love sharing. That is different from, I'm not going to be your doormat. You will not walk all over me because I will get your ass. You will not come after me, especially when I didn't do anything to you because truly the universe will handle that different topic altogether. However, I'm not a doormat is what I'm saying. So while I live by and love being kind, I also recognize that at some point you've got to pull that back because if the person there's being kind to strangers, there's being kind simply because yes, I love to live by that code, but don't ever confuse kindness with being taken advantage of. I know where to draw the line and I'm not afraid to do it. So yes, there are certain principles that I look at, certain ways of being, certain behaviors that I look at and I go, yeah, I want to, I want to be that and I adapt it. So I look at the behavior and I know the why. It's not about love or, you know, maybe it could be in that collateral beauty type of sense. Um, It's not death. It's not time. It's simply, I want to be that way. It could be love of that thing that makes me go, hey, I want to be that way. But honestly, how much of who we are, how much of why we do the things that we do, how much of why we say the things that we say, how much of that do we truly know why? Let's face it, at the end of the day, if we were able to come up with all those answers, we wouldn't have a need for psychological services and psychiatric services and that particular part, right, of the medical industry may not be as lucrative. No shade to anybody in that industry who's listening. It may not be as lucrative if we were able to really sit down with ourselves, right, and come to the conclusion, ask ourselves the question and do the analysis ourselves and really understand the why. So fortunately, we have individuals who we can go to to help us with that. But really and truly, that's what they're helping us with. They're getting to our why. Because when we understand the why, that's when we can then start to affect change. 
in terms of do we want to, now that we've looked in the mirror, now that we recognize and see very clearly for good or for bad, for better, for worse, who we are, then we go, do I want to keep being that way? Do I like being that way? Or do I want to change it? Look, you may look in the mirror as I've done and be like, I really like that part of me. I'm bald. I love being bald. I work at it. Physical attribute, I know. However, I love being bald. I love it. I keep it. I've been doing it for many years now. I love it. So I look in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, I'm keeping that part. I may look in the mirror and see some other things and go, nah, you know, not so much. Like I look in the mirror sometimes and I'm like, what is that thing behind me? Oh my God, wait, it's my butt. Wait, it keeps following me everywhere I go, you know? So you go, that I'm going to do something about. Got to get to the gym. Got to do something about that. So there's that piece of it. That's the external. Are there some internal, some ways of being, some actions? Because the things that I mentioned are outside. They're physical things, right? So you pass a mirror, you pass a store, you pass a door that has glass in it, I guess. You see that image and, and you process it. But do we spend the same amount of time processing how we think about a person, a situation, or what we're doing? How we feel about a circumstance or a situation that's happened? The why. Do we truly know our whys? It's funny how we can sit with another person and kind of like break it down for them. Well, let me tell you why you're doing ABC one, two, three. Let me tell you why you're acting da, 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 da way. But we don't really have that kind of conversation with ourselves so much. And the individuals who do, we consider them to be like, wow, you're deep, you're wise. Are they deeper and wiser than you? Or is it simply that they have taken more time to get to know themselves better? to get to know themselves at a deeper level, to really understand themselves better. One of the things that I do in my workshops, so I give different talks, different workshops. I've done it in, in different places. I've done it with churches. I've done it at National Prison Summit. I've done it for um, the Fatherhood Initiative in Westchester County, New York. I've been on the Maggie Lynn Show. I've, I've talked in different venues on different topics. When I do workshops in, in settings where it's a, a private group, smaller audiences, more interactive, one of the things that I like to explain to them, especially when it's a teaching type of workshop, is that I don't view myself so much as teaching you something that you don't know so much as I view it as reminding you about something you know but have forgotten because I do believe that when we all come to this physical plane called earth that if you look at a baby we all come we all start at that level we start at that plane the field is level and once we as we get older then we start to develop these different ways of being then people our parents those adults in our lives start to give us the what to do the how to do it the what to believe the why to believe it they start to give us our whys. And so I believe that 
we have the ability already. We come here with that. And, and depending on who those adults may be in our lives that are entrusted to guide these young souls that we are as we go through this plane, that based on their experiences, what they know and what they don't know, what they think and what they don't think, that that then influences us. And sometimes that influence may cause us to forget or not fully comprehend or understand or be able to recall or remember those gifts that we came here with. We know on a certain level, I think, the why. But as we live, the experience is kind of shrouded. It's kind of like when something is covered in a mist or a fog and you can't really see it. But as you as the temperature changes, right? The mist rolls away. As you gain more understanding, then that mist and that fog starts to take shape and it morphs into something that you then understand more clearly. You can see more clearly. It's, it's kind of like sometimes we have that flash of, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that I knew that thing. And that's what I'm talking about somewhere deep within our DNA and our psyche, we know, we know the why. We simply need to step back. Sometimes, again, like I said, we need help in remembering what that why is. Sometimes we need some support in uncovering where did the why go. But ultimately, I think that it is definitely a journey worth being on. And I think it's a very good question that we need to ask ourselves and that we should all ask ourselves, especially during these highly emotionally charged times with everything that's going on, not only within these United States, but just in different parts of the world, the wars and the rumors of wars, the, the feelings of racism, the feelings of hatred, the feelings of doing things to people because of the color of their skin or because of their religious beliefs. It comes down to the why. Do you know your why? So this week, what I'm inviting you all to do is to share. Challenge of the week is, do you know your why? I would love to hear your feedback on that in terms of really focusing on that question. Do you know your why? How many of your whys have you discovered this week? Please feel free to share. You can go to my website at www.dianerica.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at the Erica, And you can also uh, link with me on Facebook. Send me messages there. I would be more than thrilled to hear how you're handling the challenge of the week, which is, do you know your why? It's been a blast. I hope that we'll do it again soon. Feel free to join me for another episode of In Due Time. Talk with you soon. Take care. <laughs>